So welcome back to I Wish I Was Dead podcast. Today we have a special treat. Um, first of all, with you as always, I'm your host, Neil Merritt. We got Eric back, the IT guy. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a long hiatus. Um, I had to push my own buttons for a while and that was a bitch. Um, but today we have the very talented Miss Jessica Lahore. Hi! We're so happy to have you on. I'm really glad that we made it work and I'm here. So You are here. Yes. Here. So we got Jessica. She is probably the busiest person in Colorado right now, just looking at your schedule and everything you got going on Facebook. I would like to say congratulations for hitting 10,000 followers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you are the most popular person we've ever had on the on the show. Oh, cool. And so we're so excited <laughs> to have you. That's really awesome. Yeah. Thank so... But, so, like I was telling you, um, I was going through your Facebook page, and um, I saw some of the shows that you're doing, and maybe we can just discuss those a little bit. Yeah, of course. So, the first one I saw was The Gag at Our Bar, Our Bar and Lounge. Yeah. So, what is, just tell us a little bit about that. that yeah, show. so Our Bar is the only gay bar in Fort Collins, and it's this little old gay bar that's, not little smaller gay bar that's been around for about three years. Yeah. Uh, and it's the first one ever. Most of the, the shows that happen are at straight venues or not gay spaces or queer spaces and so the gag is run and produced by my drag daughter Lola Gag so I have two drag kids Trey Suits Lola Gag and I have a couple bastard children or random uh, <laughs> kids out yeah. of wetlock or painted them once for Halloween that float around every now and then that I run into but uh yeah, the gag is a show that my drag daughter produces and runs. That's basically focused on taking performers out of their comfort zone and highlighting crazier makeup that you're not used to doing, different numbers, things on the weirder side or alternative side. Sweet. Yeah, it's really fun. And how long has that been running? That show has probably been running for a little over two years. The bar is going to be celebrating four years this November, and I think the sh that show has been there for over two and a half years, maybe. Okay, and what nights do these usually run up? Uh, they do shows every single Friday night. Uh, the gag is every third Friday. My show, La Whorehouse, is every second Friday. And then they have other local entertainers that do first, fourth, and the occasional fifth. Oh, cool. Yeah. So how long have you been doing drag? Uh, I turned six, actually, I think today. It's oh, six, happy birthday! I think it's like either, what, is it the 26th? What day is it today? Is it the 24th. Okay, so two days. Uh, I always celebrate early. You do a week for I your do, birthday, right? I do a you? month in May. Oh, May. I love Not it. for I Jessica, love it. though. I just take the one month in May. Uh, yeah, six years and two days then. So I started, yeah. Well, happy birthday yeah, or whatever. I mean, just birthday. happy sixth. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's so weird. <laughs> You're getting up there. Yes. Um, laughable drag or laughable comedy drag show. Where's that at? Laughable comedy drag show. It could have just been like a one-time thing, though. Too. It might have been a one-time thing. Um, or was that just a? Description? Oh, la oh, okay, I know. It that could have been the description. No, no, no. I'm really bad oh, at no, saying. I understand. That. <laughs> so that, and we actually had the last one last week, so it is no more uh, happening. But shows will be happening every single Thursday. It was a comedy sh drag show showcased and produced by Chloe Katz. She did it every second and fourth uh, Thursday of the month. I did it every first and third, and uh, just a bingo. And now it's just bingo every Thursday. But it was just highlighted. Stupid performances and uh, comedic, uh, more uncomfortable performances, risque, like comedy. So Katz is pretty known for being upfront and kind of vulgar and just whatever comes out of her mouth, even if it's offensive, she likes to throw it in your face and uh, hit that line that you don't ever thought think that you'd cross. So Well, if you talk to her again, you tell her Neil Merritt from I Wish I Was Dead Once needs her come. to start it again. Okay. Okay? We will do a live 
I mean, uh, she's, podcast she's nasty at every single show Ooh. she does. So you can Ooh, catch her on Sunday, every yeah. Sunday brunch she does. And uh, second and first and third Saturday nights. She does a bunch of shows as well. And she's just consistently, she just brings it to every show. Inappropriate jokes, jokes that make you uncomfortable and cringe a little bit. She oh, always, that's our girl. It's the person to go up that to and be like, girl. hey, yeah. you're old and bald. So tell me about that. That's, yeah. that, that's <laughs> the kind of queen that she is. And she it's just, like me on a bus, you know? <laughs> with, with a lot of makeup on. Right. <laughs> I could probably use some makeup to cover up some of this stuff. That's awesome. Um, and then um, you do like a, a celebrity impersonation show, like Rue Personations? Yeah, uh, that's new. As of June, we started doing it every third Thursday, uh, where we try to find entertainers locally that can do their best impersonations of RuPaul, Queens, King, uh, not Kings. You're doing Queens. your own snatch show? And Is so, that what you're telling me? Kind of, but not yeah. with not with responses, just with performance. Oh, okay. So they have to try and create looks or mixes or put in like captions of their voice from the show or even perform their song, try their best to mimic and look like and perform like that person. So I did Tammy Brown once and I pretty much Ooh, just walked around oh, no. like I was really high. <laughs> <laughs> and collected dollar bills and played a fake guitar because she's iconic for this stupid performance to the Venga Bus song. Yeah. Um, and so that's just the idea of it is that everyone's trying their best to, to perform like that, that character. That is that so person. cool. See, I love um, celebrity impersonations. Like, my the, the best drag performer I ever saw did Joan Rivers. Okay. And her makeup was on point. Didn't like have the face structure necessarily because Joan's face structure was constantly changing. It was built. <laughs> yeah. it was built for her. Built for her. Yeah. Yeah. Custom, Custom face. Well engineered like the Hoover Dam. Yes. Um, but I was in shock on how well she did her voice because Joan's not and she didn't lip sync like a performance of hers. Oh, she did it live. She did it live. Oh, I think cool. I was in Vegas or something. I was gonna say and when so. you ca- when you find somebody even like Chad Michaels with share like if you find oh, somebody yeah. that can iconically look just like the person or even if their look is a little bit off you're just entranced. Because because everything else fits and everything else is right. I think there's a huge market for that. Well, it's like Alaska's Lady Bunny when she did that. I was like, because, I mean, Lady Bunny's a little bit wider face and all that other stuff. But as soon as she got the, she got the voice down, but it wasn't perfect, but it was like, you got the point. You got it. Yeah. And you didn't want her to stop. If you, know? you have to have them explain who you are, or if you can't catch it just by looking at them or after a couple of, of parts of their performance, or whatever it is, then I don't think the impersonation is good enough. No, exactly. Yeah. And so, um... Let's see, moving forward, we'll get through the, let's get through your, your shows that you're doing. Yeah, so we okay. want to make sure that we promote. Now this one, the the next show I want to talk about is um, probably not a regular show, it's probably annual, but it, oh, it says annual. <laughs> well, there you go. Fourth annual um, Pulse Benefit at Tracks. I see you're a part of yeah. that as well. So it looks like you're really into um, giving back to the community. Yeah, with a I, lot of stuff you do. I kind of started coining the term see a need, fill a need as a queen. And if I see that there's a space that's not being filled, whether that's for uh, kids or for a huge community event or a specific style of performance or just whatever, I'm that person to really find those places and make it happen and not just talk about it. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah. So you're putting your money where your mouth is yeah. pretty much. That, and that's, I mean, for Denver... Um, it's a growing community and everything. I'm, I'm 37 years old. I've been around for a while. And I just remember when I was younger, it was so sparse. Like, you'd go to the bars and the clubs. We had, like, three. Yeah. And then that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And two big drag shows that happened. Right. And then they would do, like, the Imperial Court and stuff. Yeah. And so this is 20 years ago, so I think I can kind of talk shit. But I was just, like, compared, like, today's queens compared to those queens, like, I just didn't feel like... Everyone was a little nervous or scared, and you could kind of tell just by the way they would dress up, and then you'd be in these like 
back conference rooms in these certain locations. And now I'm seeing like it's really face forward. It's in things to RuPaul's Drag Race yeah, of course. and things to people like you and stuff just being out and more visible and actually being like, you know, this is this is something that should be mainstreamed. And something and that completely changed. Uh, you had those all those that older generation people that were scared of the people that were part of the court that raised money. They went through all of the trials and tribulations for anybody to for me to be able to walk across the street in short shorts, a wig cap on, and some makeup. In the coal neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, but everybody else went through things, jail and protesting and kind yeah. of making it that way. So as much as the visibility is great, there's so many people that went through so much more to make it happen. Yeah, and so I, like. It's just such a different world. I mean, you go to a drag show now, and it's like you get the lights, you get the camera, you get a stage. And like back in the day, like there would be lighting like this, it'd be in like some conference room. Whatever you could make work. And I was just—it was like almost like a like a like a little kid's pageant the way it was set up. And like it slowly worked up to what it is now. Yeah. And it's um it's pretty cool. I mean, I two years ago never even heard of Drag Race. I was living in Atlanta, and so Eric like introduced it to me. Mm-hmm. I think it was like halfway through the first episode, and then we binge watched every single episode. What uh, season? Uh, what did five. you start with? Well, you start with Sa- Sasha Valor. So Sasha Valor. Yes, no. nine. Eight. Nine. Is that, nine. nine. They all go together. Nine. That sounds good. But, but then we went back to four, and we went all the way through, and then we went to two. We just finished two, and so I still haven't seen the first one all the way through. We've seen bits and pieces with Nina Flowers from Denver. Um, but it's so funny because I was just like, eh, I don't know if that's really my thing. I don't really think I'm like. You could ask him. I follow every single queen on Instagram. Like, this is my I'm thing. quoting it. This yeah, is my thing. <laughs> this is my thing. And so, um, so it's just it's just really funny how like all you got to do. I could get my brother into it, and he's like a hardcore army like man's man. And I, he's like, I won't watch. I'm like, and you just got to so. pick a season that's got some of the like really fishy body queens in it. And oh yeah. As soon as they come around the corner, he's not gonna have any idea. Exactly. Else. Show him some uh, Violet Chachki there or whatever. We go. Yeah. Violet <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I got, which I, I've seen you at, is the Divas Double Feature Christian and Whores Drag Brunch. Yeah. And so is that every Sunday? Or? Uh, every Saturday we've been doing a drag Saturday. brunch for a little bit over a little over two years. And um, there's a rotating cast. So I do a brunch. The, the What one did you say? Christian's Whores, right? Yeah, Christian's and Whores. There's Christian's and Whores Brunch, which is me and Kylie Michaels, the good Christian woman, myself, Jessica Lahore. There's yeah. the Dingus Comedy Brunch, which is with Evelyn Evermore because we like to do stupid numbers. There's uh, Lady in the Tramp, which is me and Felony Misdemeanor. Uh, good We've booty, seen that one. Yeah, Good Booty Judy Brunch, mm-hmm. me and Electra because we have the best asses in the state. Thanks it, to Evelyn Evermore. Yeah. <laughs> isn't felony misdemeanor? Isn't didn't she used to go by Turtle? Who's the one that went by? Who's because the, there's a there's a girl I know from back in the day, like 20 years ago, and she's been in Denver forever. She's from El Paso. She's yeah. from El Paso. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know nothing about Turtle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Maybe that's some. Hidden Let's name edit that out just in case because I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna be like, okay. So I've known her for like ever. So and we saw her um, and you um, last time we were there, and she was so funny. I mean, she she gets a little raunchy. Almost stuff. two years ago, maybe. What? When we, we saw Turtle. Oh, uh, it was last year. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we we go periodically, but. Um, no, but she's funny. I mean, she used to if work. If it was at brunch, it's definitely her. She used to, yeah, she used to work at uh, Club Evolution with me. I was the bar manager there. And so she would show up and she knew the whole staff and, um, she never did a show there, but she was just, she's awesome. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's great. Um, so why did you start doing drag? 
Um, I actually started drag. I didn't like drag. I remember calling it like gross and disgusting and like not wanting to be. That was me like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, right. Things I, I changed totally so yeah. quickly. <laughs> it's like boom. Right. Uh, I just remember it being on TV and not wanting to watch it. I was going through a lot of like sexual identity crisis things because I just started college. Was dating a guy that was into drag, so I supported him and went to tracks for the first time to watch the Ultimate Queen competition. I think it was. Yeah. And uh, we went to I was mesmerized. The Ginger Douglas was on the stage and she was like lip syncing while fingering herself or something like that yeah <laughs> and uh, we went to walmart right after grabbed some makeup and a bra and tried it out and he was like you are so ugly you should not do drag like you will never make a pretty woman and i was like but this is really fun so i started doing like in my car in the parking lot of tracks and then taking it off before i got home or yeah. to school and then it became a once a month once every semester thing to a once a month thing to full-time well, that's funny that he says that because I've seen your shows and I think you're probably one of the fishiest queens that we've seen, oh, especially thanks. in Denver. I like being so. a clownfish person. Well, <laughs> you're, you're arguing with a bunch of like jackass goofballs, so like the clowny thing just adds it's to the attraction for us comedians. No, but so. when you first start out, I don't think anybody looks good when they first start out. They're not supposed to. Well, you got to figure out. <laughs> well, no, exactly. Like you got to figure out how to contour. If they do, and you like will that. be hated for yes. looking so good the first time playing makeup. What are your long-term goals for like with drag? I mean, because you're, you're so busy. Like, you're, like I said, you're the hardest working probably drag queen, one of them, in Denver. So, like, what are your goals, like, long-term goals for it? Yeah, so I'm trying to uh, finish up some of the things off of my list for this year. I'm releasing a single and a music video that I produced last November that I'm awesome. hopefully releasing at the end of September. Um, fingers crossed <laughs> that actually happens. Um, I'm launching a new merchandise line for 2020, which has like uh, sexy underwear for men, jock straps, and then it has a pair of underwear that is both a dual, like for a king that wants to pack and put has a pouch for like a fake penis, and also is for tucking. So queens that don't want their elastic to rip, they can tuck with it. Oh, like cool! That. So doing that and innovation, then, people. This we, is what we're, we're trying about. new different yeah. things. Yeah, you gotta hide that dick. <laughs> <laughs> Some, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'm starting a, another little tour on Monday uh, where I'm going to be traveling uh, through the middle of September and just bopping around to different places. Oh, where, and, where are you going? Um, I'm starting in Minneapolis and then I'm going to LA, I'm going to San Diego, um, I'm going to Chicago, Phoenix, Seattle, Portland, New York. Just a short little holiday. Just yeah, a short little holiday. Yeah. 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 So just trying out new, uh, Kansas City, Missouri for the first time. I'm excited about that one. Oh, so um, we've, have you been watching um, Queer Eye? Yes. Okay, like we're, we talk about it all the time. I'm like, I never thought about going to Kansas for like a vacation, but that looks like a cool freaking town, man. Yeah. So, they have good barbecue too. Yeah, they have great barbecue. We always drive through there. We never stop. So, um, um, but long term goals is just to try and figure out and keep this motivation going, keeping up looks, and figure out what the next steps are for what I want to do with this career. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought about trying out for Drag Race? Uh, drag Race is, I have mixed feelings about Drag Race. There's a lot of things that I don't necessarily stand with, but being the only way in a monopolized industry to have any kind of voice or success with uh, a very short amount of time within within less than a year is really appeasing to me. Yeah. So I'd really like to consider it or look at it, but I don't know if that's the option for me. Um... So who was your drag mom when you first started? Who was your mentor? Uh, I didn't really have one. YouTube was the way I started. So I just would watch makeup videos and trial and error. I was, I'm always that person even now that if I paint really ugly or I didn't like my makeup and I'd go out, I would just figure out what I didn't like and not do it again. But I wouldn't be ashamed of the way I looked. Like, yeah. I just I feel like that's a stage everyone needs to go through. Where did you get that confidence? 
Is it uh, just... I think it's because uh, at the time, my boy self, Zach, did not have that kind of confidence. Yeah. So it was easier to do that as Jessica because nobody knew anything about her. Yeah. And being so new, you could walk around. The worst thing is somebody's going to talk shit, but you're never going to see that person again and nobody's going to remember you anyway. So. And here we are six, le- six, six years, years later. Six years later, where if I walk out and my eyelash is wrong, it's all over Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's by me. No. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, and look, and I just got 20 more followers from it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> they love the good and they love the bad as well. So, um, but yeah, I just had a lot of mentors with uh, sisters or people I looked up to. I just watched them paint or ask them questions, but I never had a like mom, a drag mom. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are your go-to songs to when you do lip syncing? Do you have any, or do you just kind of oh, man, what so you're many. feeling for the day? I have so many. Um, I have so I don't know I have so many things. Okay. That's like it's a long list. It really depends. I kind of cycle through different songs depending on when I'm able to update outfits. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of songs I used to do when I first started drag that I refuse to do until I update the outfit and make it a perfect vision. Now that I am able in that yeah. spot to do it, and there's other outfits that it's really trashy and I just put it on the yeah. Halloween costume and I fucked myself with the sandwich on stage. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> because yeah, if I ever did drag, I'd dress up, I'd even put on more padding. And what is it, Robin's, um, I'm in the corn, oh, yeah. you're over here, but it'd be eating a sandwich. And the reason, you know, and then you'd have to change the music, you know, kind of like I'm fat, but have yeah. like the underlying thing that I'm too busy with my food to concentrate on you kind of a thing. <laughs> and so like I had this whole thing in my... I even had lyrics written down to it once, and I can't find it, and for the life of me, I keep listening to the song. I'm to, like, like, spoof it? To spoof it. Okay. So, I wouldn't be able to sing it, though, but I have a bunch of friends that are singers, so I'll get <laughs> like, sing I have it. somebody that music. can do it. I'll lip sync. Go. <laughs> you know? Singing in the rain. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, can you do any impersonations? You said uh, Brown. What's her name? Um Tammy Brown. You did Tammy Brown. Uh, I've done Tammy Brown. Um, I'm getting the costumes for Miley and Brittany. Which I've done. I've done X Tina before. I've done Celine Dion before. Um, I've done Cher. It was terrible. Well, I mean, Sarah did Shakira. It was terrible. Not all so of I've us can have some... Chad's money with all the injections. <laughs> right? Okay. I've done some things, and I'm just like, we will never ever try to do that person again. Yeah. Uh, I've done Nina Flowers a couple times. But... I could see Nina Flowers definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So and she's a badass, man. Mm-hmm. Um. So, getting into kind of sticking with the theme of the show, what is the worst, most offensive thing an audience member can do to you while you're performing? Oh my god, uh, the worst thing that you can do as an audience member, I would say, is getting on the stage while you're performing, okay? If you have the nerve, drunk or not, to get on the stage... You sorority bitches better be listening up to this right? shit. Right? You better have... It's been one time, only one time, that this person that got on stage was loud. That's because they came up and had a fistful of cash. And if you have a fistful of cash, you can do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> during my number yeah. on the stage. You can stay as long as you want. Money talks, uh, she bitches. She just unfolded probably about... Uh, $2,000 in 20s and for me and the other host and just we just stood there and she just kept tipping us in 20s and she was drunk off her ass and she wanted to dance and we just literally did not give a shit. Uh, <laughs> however, if you do not happen to have $2,000 in cash, which never really happens anyway, don't get on the stage. Keep don't your fat ass in your seat. Exactly. People, I've seen queens like drag people off by their hair. I've seen like, just don't do it. That is not your moment. We don't yeah. come to your job. Don't. It's like even people that try to quickly scoot through the stage, wait till the number's over, go all the way around. Don't, don't do it. Just stay Stand there, just yeah. stand there. It's really embarrassing and distracting. 
Well, a lot of people don't understand that you're up there putting your all into something, and it's, like you said, it's your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not going into some accountant's uh, cubicle and start fucking hitting their keyboard exactly. while they're typing. Exactly. So that's something to keep in mind there, people. Um, how does your, like, how does your family feel about feel about you doing drag yeah uh so when i came out i came out probably about two and a half years ago and uh i told everybody everything kind of uh my mom when i told her i was an entertainer she thought i was a stripper at first, so she, <laughs> she's very relieved she's like why aren't you a stripper <laughs> um my extended family is really great and accepting open about it my sisters are as well my mom as much as she's really accepting of the the gay thing but she tries to you can definitely tell that she tries and she's trying to learn to be around that experience to kind of support more with the drag thing and i have not looked or seen my, my dad won't look at me and i haven't talked to my dad since i came out well so, you know and it's, it's really okay like i say that with like it's not a oh that's really sad how come no it's fine yeah it's all good yeah <laughs> I mean, my experience is like, my dad was really cool with it when it first happened. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was kind of silent about it for a couple of months. It took her a lot longer, which yeah. I thought was very strange. And even to this day, my dad's pretty cool with it. Like, you can pretty much do or say whatever. I mean, his favorite movie is Drop Dead Gorgeous. I showed him that and he's like, where the fuck is this come from? I'm like, heaven itself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's that Scientologist Kirstie Alley that makes that fucking movie, okay? It's that alien dragon king that she worships. But, um... <laughs> But um, it's just funny how like certain people's families react, and I didn't mean to like intrude no, or anything like that. No, you not at all. Like yeah. I talk about it all the time. It's not a big deal. It's not. Uh, it's just you get in those weird things with like with my family. Like it'll happen sometimes too, where you say something and you watch the jolt, where they're like, uh, and you're like, really? Yeah. It's 2019, man. Have you turned on NBC at all? Um, you know. Watch but, Pose. Yeah, I need to sit you down and you need to watch season two, season three of Will and Grace. There you okay. Go. Then we'll go four and five of Drag Race. Yeah, and then we'll start with season one of Frank and Gracie because we got to ease yes. you into it. Yeah. Oh, maybe you should start with Grace and Frankie. Yeah, because that's your generation, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if it's not your generation, you're gonna be there soon. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> um. So, what's the most embarrassing or awkward thing you've ever seen at one of your shows, be it, like, um, an audience member or even, like, somebody working there? Have you ever seen a fight happen at one of your shows? Oh, I've or... seen fights happen. Um, I've seen people get kicked out. I've seen people throw up on friends before. Oh. <laughs> um, I've seen people eat shit and just, like, not get up. That was your show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why yeah. it's so familiar. <laughs> I'll never eat pea green soup again. <laughs> <laughs> um... I feel, uh, I'm trying to think of like some of the most embarrassing things that I've seen. Uh, there was it's not really embarrassing. It was embarrassing for them. Somebody had the nerve to throw like trash at a queen, and the queen completely stopped the show, called them out, and had their ass dragged out. So that was probably pretty embarrassing That's for them because awesome. she was like, "Oh, maybe that was a crumpled up dollar." Yeah, no, it was just nasty trash. That was. That's just, a Kit Kat wrapper yeah. or something. Yeah. So yeah. stop the music. She ended up starting over after he was kicked out. It's it's magical. I love it. Yep. I love it when someone screws up at a drag show, especially when the queen notices. Yeah. Because you're all like, here we go. Oh, I've seen Brace someone yourself. take tips. Well, like, take tips. Oh. And okay, I've always wondered about because that. Because there are yeah. people that, you can tell if there's somebody that knows the performer or is related in some way or like that. They, they've done it before. They, they collect the tips. They kind of kitten the stage. But you can also tell those people that are just so drunk and they see money and they just start taking it and pocketing somebody else's oh tips. Oh, my God. That's not cute either. No. No. What happened when they took it? Did uh, same kind of thing. Uh, thankfully, I wasn't on this, the show. I was. I just heard about it. Yeah. So they they just stopped the show and kicked him out. I'm sure. <clears throat> That's awesome. <laughs> I love idiots. 
Uh, are you originally from Colorado? Uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, so in Huntley, Illinois. Oh, Huntley. Yeah. You know Huntley? Yeah. Do you know Huntley? I do. Oh, Darren Mark? Z-Snap. Okay. No, a good friend of mine grew up in Crystal Lake. Yeah. There's a lot of corn in that Yeah, this is a corny place to go. We grew up there until about 8th grade and then moved out to Colorado, stayed here. Oh, okay. Did you move out um, with your mom or? My dad got relocated job wise out here, so we all just picked up and moved. Oh, okay, cool. So you went to high school here. Went to high school for the mm-hmm. Mountain Range and Westminster. Went to CSU for college. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm from Conifer. Oh. So yeah. Conifer. BFE. The best marching bands. We do. That's the only thing that's good that comes out of Conifer. <laughs> Usually, it's 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 a lot of heroin. It's a lot of hippies. Oh. Yeah, we have a place called Harris Park up there where they used to do heroin busts all the time. So oh, nice. that was fun. Oh, and then if you go down to Bailey, we have white supremacists down there. So that was really fun. Oh, nice people there. I'd shave my head to fit in. Oh. And I used to wave with my hand direct like this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so. Just trying to blend in. Just yeah. trying to blend in. <laughs> Halloween, everybody's in blackface. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> it was better than the, the year. Yeah. yeah. It was better than the year before. They were all wearing sheets over their faces. So. Oh <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it's the backwoods. <laughs> It's the land of like racists and like mountain lions, and then you go a little bit further, and then people get a little bit better. But um, people are more like methy than heroin, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, yeah, they're into uppers, and you get a little bit further. <laughs> Things shift as you go up. It's because if they get stuck in the wilderness, they need to you know be able to run long distances oh, to get to civilization. I understand that. So yeah. Do you have any questions for us? Where we're gonna be? posting this or anything like that is yeah. there any issue where are, yeah where are you going to be posting this <laughs> um, <laughs> well I'm going to tag back you in a, yeah, back alleys um, you know a couple glory <laughs> holes ah! <laughs> kitties are you familiar with kitties no I'm not familiar with kitties it's next door to X bar they have a back door good to know yeah good to know I'm there um, well we usually just post it we have our Facebook page we have Twitter accounts um, it does say I wish I was dead and a lot of episodes, um, I do do the suicide prevention hotline. Okay. When we first started, we had a lot of people following us that were sending us pictures of cutting themselves. So that was a little interesting. Oh, that's, yeah, that's definitely good. Especially, um, yeah. yeah. It does uh, not follow yeah. the format of what we're going not for exactly. in the least bit. Yeah, yeah. So, it's good that you do that at the beginning. Yeah. That's always really nice. We'll do it at the beginning or the end or in the middle. Um, we're going to probably start doing a, our own little commercial for it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much it's 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 always been a passion project that we've wanted to do and we started doing it. And um, I just think like, you know, moving forward, we're going to be having like more um, topical <clears throat> episodes and issues. Okay. Um, kind of what we're doing now is we're, we're trying to get a list of people that like want to come back and reoccur. And then, um, you know, if you want to reach out or if you got something else that you need to promote. Um, and then um, we'll just kind of co-promote you and the show at the same time on all of our um, pages and everything like that. And is there any kind of uh, charitable organization that people can donate online that you're kind of a sponsor of or that you support or anything like that? Um, I do a couple throughout the year. So uh, one is uh, the White Rose Foundation, which provides scholarships to youth. Like oh, education cool. scholarships. It doesn't You don't have to be queer, but we give out. There's a lot that give out scholarships to career youth oh, cool. um, and then we do a lot for the one Colorado Center uh, Foundation yeah. um, uh, the Center Rainbow Alley Northern Colorado AIDS Project is another big one very yeah. cool 
Well, I was wondering with like the music video and production, how do you do that or get into that? Like, do you just do it on your own or do you um, find people? Or? Yeah. So to produce the song, I have a friend in Seattle that does a lot of producing for a lot of the Drag Race girls that we connected with before he got big. So he helped me out with the with the recording and song and hooking me up with a producer that does some things. When it comes to the music video things, I'm kind of pulling in some favors with uh, a dance company, the Misdemeanor Crew, which is minor, minors. Bellamy's daughters. Oh, okay. Uh, turtle. Turtle. We don't know if it's Turtle or not, so we're <laughs> going to cut that out. She might be like, quit using my old name. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, working with a friend from college that now does professional videography, and so I'm really just kind of doing this on my own, figuring it out, because I don't have the budget or the resources like most do, so we're just going to well, good for you. see how it goes. Well, if you want to do some comedy sketches, let us know. Because we will definitely... We will, like I said, Pink Flamingos, anything John Waters, um, Serial Mom, Hairspray. I mean, we, we've we actually just binged all of them. <laughs> so, Polyester is a good one, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm turning Neil on to a lot of different things. That's yeah, good. Yeah, he's, he's bringing out the, the filthy bastard in me. So. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't showered yeah. in three days. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Ripe like a peach, babe. Um, <laughs> um, well, that's... Uh, is there any... Do you know Evie very well? Evie Oddly? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know she's... Um, She's from number. I got so excited when Drag Race started season eleven. Mm -hmm. I was texting because I was like, "Oh my god, I've seen you before!" Like da -da -da. we were not texting. We were on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> well, I can say texting. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I got her fucking that was number. Personally, yeah. that was personally. <laughs> no, but we were twi um, tweeting back on Twitter, and um, I think I lost my shit on like the second episode because I was like, "Wow, she's fucking good!" Like yeah. she had it down, and um, I was like reposting it and stuff, and I just think she is the bomb. Well, one other thing I was like, "Well, how do you stay motivated?" Oh, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, Barbara. I go through these periods that, like most, I think, uh, creative people where you just feel stuck or like you're not sure where you're going with it. And you have to think that drag is a career that doesn't have any kind of benefits. Drag, if you choose to do it full time, is really just weirdly a paycheck to paycheck thing that you can turn into a business that makes you finally feel like you're able to accomplish something but yeah. with drag race being a monopolized industry you're six years in the game 20 years into the game and there are some on drag race that have been 20 plus years in the game that yeah. finally get on and that's the point where they actually get recognized and you think 20 years that's a long time to, to wait for that moment to happen and granted everybody's moment comes at certain points um, and so you have to kind of it's really depressing Mm -hmm. to think about it that way that you can go to these shows and uh, the communities are really judgmental about constantly repeating songs or constantly uh, repeating concepts or your same outfits or same wigs and I think people don't realize how much money is invested into everything that you're wearing that it takes 300 gigs to pay off a wig or depending on how much yeah. you're getting paid or and so people are so easy to, to judge and be critical of it that it kind of tears you down more instead of just supporting and loving what you're doing or choosing not to and stepping aside from it. Uh, and so going back, sorry, explaining all that beforehand, staying motivated is really difficult. Uh, I think trying to, I've, this last year, since a little bit before this year started, my thing was to unblock and unfriend, or block, unfriend, and unfollow anybody that just posted something I didn't enjoy reading on my timeline, uh, outside of the p opinion based things. But if people were just constantly putting negative things out into the world or uh, passive aggressively talking shit about another performer or just it, things that were completely unhelpful to my my path of goals and accomplishments that I wanted 
uh, it just you lose focus the more times mm-hmm. you think about it. So uh, some days are better than others, but when you have a really good run and you're reminded that there's a lot of people out there or like small things are happening or people share photo or uh, you hit 10K, whatever, it just reminds you that you're doing the right thing. Even a message from somebody yeah. that says, you impacted and changed my day or I was uh, really thinking about hurting myself, but because I watched your video or because I saw you perform, you made me laugh and forget about that and give me new life. Like there's a lot of things that keep you going. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the motivation comes from is the people around you. <clears throat> and that's why that you, yeah. you brought up the, like the passive aggressive or the negative comments. And I see that a lot, a lot with, um, a lot of the tweets and the, like I said, I'm obsessed now and, um, Instagram comments and stuff with the drag community, which I feel like it's a little bit higher when you get, like it, higher than any other kind of um, industry because it is an industry. Yeah. But like you see a lot of negative or you see a lot of hate towards somebody like Silky Ganache, for example, on this yeah. last episode and all the hate she was getting. And she wasn't the most, like honestly, she kind of annoyed me a little bit and stuff, but I'm not going to go online and like create hate towards I'm somebody. I'm not going to be just, racist and threaten to kill yeah. her and her family. Like what the and hell is that all about? Suicide. It gets yeah. to this extreme and don't get me wrong, I, everybody I think needs that outlet just publicly to talk shit in their own way without actually, like in that passive aggressive way. Uh, I think that expressing that kind of helps you get those thoughts out of your head. It's just how you follow up with it and how you go about doing it. Exactly like yeah. that. Are you starting rumors? Are you talking about this person right. after you tweet this or comment this? Are you telling everybody this is who it is and this is, you're just trying to cause problems and stir the pot? Or did you just want to say it to say it and not hurt anybody's feelings but you had a thought that you needed to get out there? You're not going to go to this point of threatening people or following them or uh, getting really – all the racist remarks. Uh, it's That's terrible. Just it's, bullshit. it's disgusting, the fandom of drag race and what drag looks like. So I'm a huge fan of trolls. Now when I say that – a funny, witty, like, oh. like where so like it, Bianca. <laughs> oh my god! No, but like, if you're gonna troll somebody, I, I, I and I, I'm giving everybody out there, all of my trolls out there, a homework assignment: spend a full day on your comment, get it so it's nice and solid and juicy and nasty. Not where it's racist; that's easy. Yeah. Not where it's something like a physical trait or anything like that. Do something like that's really, really like interesting and good yeah bianca's a great example you know what does she call her, her the rolodex of hate rolodex, yeah rolodex of she's hate she's got it and she can dish it back out but it's it's funny and to, even to the person like look if someone makes fun of me and they're right on i'll laugh with yeah. you i'll be like yeah Absolutely. you're right you know but if you're coming after me and my family or you're coming after something where it's like um most people would probably take offense to that then that's easy yeah. Like go after something and make it a good comment where it's like you can get your negativity out, but it's entertaining for everyone involved and everybody can laugh at themselves. Or the people that their argument is your bad grammar. I hate that. I don't ever th- you know that you post something and because you post it, oh, you yeah. edit it. There's like a missing apostrophe. Yeah. Like you can't even spell that word right, so your comment's dumb and it doesn't make any sense. I'm it's like, called diction. That's because you had nothing else to say. And I was so angry. I missed that damn comment yeah. because I was gonna throw yeah. it at your face. So. Well, I was gonna talk to you about your name real quick since yeah, we have let's do it. brought up let's the subject. L apostrophe W H O R. Correct. Where's the E? <laughs> I'm an illiterate whore first of all. <laughs> second of all when I first uh, researched the name on Facebook there are a lot of whores out there L-A-W-H-O-R-E and I was like we're just going to take the A out apostrophe and take the E off too so it's just original it works to your benefit 
Because it stops it. It stops oh, yeah. the word. If you it's search like, Lahore, Lahore you know, you, like, who knows what you're going to get. You get an yeah. accent when you say it. It's like Lahore. You know, like, mm. and I'm such a white, like, dorky, middle-aged man where I'm trying to be like, yeah. Lahore. They're well, like, yeah. oh. I'm like, sit down, Barney, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, Take that cross. Thank exactly. you. This is the most. I know. Yeah, yeah. This exactly. is the most he's talked in any episode, no. so I'm like holding on to this. So. Usually, it's his drunk friends. So. Yeah, oh. and usually those you just hear a yeah. No, fun. Yeah, those are. Yeah. No, so like I guess outside of the drag community, who are like creative role models for you, or just role models? Yeah, um, I think if I could go with uh, my grandpa's a really big role model that he's no longer. Here, but he was growing up he was the father figure in my life and he's one of those unapologetic uh, he'd walk into your house just to say hello and good morning and not knock and he used to donate his time every single morning and Aww. he was just one of those people that was really selfless but also really wise and also just full of uh, like true compassionate love and uh, I think that's something that I really try even though it's hard many times but try to do that um, uh, so I don't know if that's the creative aspect, but he was just a huge influence when it comes to creativity. I don't know if I have a direct influence. Um, I I look at something or I'll get something and I'll try something new on my face or um, see an artist do something that I want to do my own creation on because I'm terrible at drawing, but I love playing with makeup and color and costuming and I'm a great designer, but I'm not a good seamstress. So I love creating my looks and love love designing them in my head and having somebody put them to life so my creativity always stops at a certain point um but i don't know where the, i don't think i'm influenced by any designers or specific people which is unfortunate because then it just seems out of nowhere it seems like i'm taking credit for Unless, it because like I, there are so many influences oh, yeah. oh, that, that i don't think there's one sole person or sole people Unless your designer is like Ralph Lauren or, or something like that. And I don't got the know big many from, yeah, I just don't know those. What's those the Tommy Hilfiger? Oh, it could be Tommy Hilfiger. There we go. <laughs> just He's red, white, and bill. inspiration. <laughs> yes. Tommy Hilfiger and Hollister. Yes. Yeah. Hollister. Hollister. I'm a big fan. my brand. Yeah, Abercrombie, I, I, I would be, but I go bankrupt every time I go there. You know what I mean? So. Well, I guess, how long does it take to go from like the idea of a look to like completely finish your on stage with it? Oh, God. Um. Because then when I have the look, uh, I have to think of the song. So, for example, I won this hat, this beautifully stoned hat online at a contest probably last May. And I just got the outfit last month to wear. Like, I just finally got the, the right concept in my head with the right designer to put it to life. Wow. And then I had the, the outfit for probably two months before I could figure out the song that I wanted to put with it. That's awesome. that, yeah. yeah, and I'll only perform that song with that outfit until I think of a multi-purpose for that outfit. What's the song? Uh, Love Game by uh, Lady Gaga. So it's got these like oh, okay. blue on Madonna esque rhinestone breast covers with a admiral's jacket and a crop, and it's really bondagey and sexy, tall heels. So it just takes a while for things to kind of put together in my head but it starts with one piece a shoe or like one costume piece or a, piece, a wig of some kind develops everything or if there's a song I really want to do here's a question I have yeah how do you like blend wigs together to make a big full wig oh god so I don't do it but I know of it <laughs> you you can cut out different not you can cut out wigs you can uh, take um 
zip ties and put them in so that you can layer them in the right way. You can glue them into another wig also so it looks like it's just one huge wig. Okay. You can okay. cut out individual tracks and re-sew them into the next wig so that it's just one full thing. Okay. Yeah. I've never looked at because yeah. I, I mean, that just goes to so many But every time I like, flip over, how do you add to this? Then that, that actually kind of makes a lot You can of add those lines and those tracks and you can add more hair or you can just zip tie it in and it stays. Since we're on this subject. Yeah. So, um, does it hurt like when you dance around and you're tucked? Like, does it, no. does it, it doesn't? No. I mean, I, I don't remember what it used to feel like when I first started, but I'm sure you just get used to it. But you get used to it and it's second nature and they just kind of go up wherever they feel like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> One day you're just walking down the street, like, oh, okay. So <laughs> we're not going to a show. You Damn can, it, you Samson. Can calm down. You stay over with Delilah. <laughs> um, I've been tucked since last night. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's. He just, has. Yeah. He has. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's yeah. not hard. It's more difficult when you're not using pads and you have to use like plastic wrap, spray adhesive, and duct tape to put it into your butthole so that you can like walk around in a thong with your bare ass hanging out. It's a lot more. Okay, so that thank you. You just cleared up a big thing because I've seen like tucking. The, do you know the tucking? How it works? Well, no, the whole, like now <laughs> I do. Now I just got the image Balls in my head. Up, pull back. Okay. And then you can use underwear to pull hold things in, a gaff to hold things in, layers of duct tape. Because you see them, and they got the thong on, okay. and they're doing all these twists and flapping their legs everywhere. I'm like, where did it it's go? It's just all in the taint and okay. under the butt cheeks into the crack area. Yeah. That is so... I'm, I'm yeah. so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm here to educate. Yeah, we're going to... I got a diagram. Yeah. <laughs> objects. He brought his own chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 3D. It's 2019. Get yeah. it together, Neil. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm good. I'm really happy about the tucking thing. Yeah. Like, I'm serious. Anything else that you don't know where it goes? I got you. Or what glue to wear? I, I can help you. Well, Eric, can you ask about what happened on Friday night? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got about, what, 10 that we cut out? Depending so, on if turtle's turtle. <laughs> it might not be turtle. <laughs> Or it might be turtle when nobody knows about me because it was like 20 years ago and he's like, fucking music, girl. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Just I, next she's time. only been in, she has not been in Colorado for 20 years. I know that. No, it hasn't even been 20 years. I was like 22 to 26. That could, that, that could play out then. That could be. When you see her next time. If you saw her brunch, it's the only one from El Paso that does brunch. It's got to be felony, but I don't know where the hell I turtle think it, comes it from. it sounds like. No, it's felony because you just tell, tell her next time you see her be like, hey. I ran into Neil from Evolution, and he told me to say hi to Turtle. Are I'll you text Turtle? Her right now. You yeah, do it, do it, because I want to see what she says. Because we, when we went to the show, and we ran into her. She came right up to me. She's like, "Oh my God, how you been?" I'm like, "You recognize me? I'm like 50 pounds heavier. That's great." Yes. <laughs> the face is still the same. I don't have my 20s body. <laughs> I don't have my 20s body. We'll see if she responds. She's in Vegas right now on vacation. Oh, I'd love to be in Vegas right now on vacation. <laughs> hey, I just messaged her. We'll see what happens. So what are you doing tonight? Uh, tonight I'm actually filling in for Felony. She does a show every f uh, last Wednesday of the month called Living in a Ho House, but it's earlier this week month. And oh. um, me and her co-host it. She produces it. And uh, it's at Ophelia's. Oh, cool. So it's me and three other entertainers and 
it's a crass, nasty show, and we drink a lot of tequila and uh, put on a great. So when you come up with your crass, you. nasty statements, because you guys do pretty good. Yeah. And it's it's really good. How do you do that? Like, how do you come up with that? Like, from one comedy person to another. Yeah. Like, is it just on the spot shit, or do you have like stuff that you kind of keep in the back of your mind that you use? I keep a. I've built a rep a repertoire of things that I keep in the back of my head for different situations now because I've been hosting shows for a while. It's so natural. Uh, but there's a yeah. lot of things that will just be, that get added regularly that just are off the cuff or uh, make me think of a different reference. Hearing other queens host their shows helps develop different jokes that you can either use or uh, manipulate into something of your own. Oh, that's, yeah. that's cool. Um, do you ever drink? before you perform or while you're performing or is that yeah. always after? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, never to the point where I'm not able to function but most of the time I'll have a cocktail in my hand and it'll be a cocktail that I use throughout the entire show. Oh, okay. um, some, sometimes people buy you shots and you'll do a shot with everybody or... Um, but when you're doing multiple shows in a day, you can't get really fucked up at brunch and expect to do an 11 <laughs> o'clock show because you're not going to make it. So you kind of just pace yourself and, you know... Yeah, okay. Do that, but oh, that's yeah. awesome. Unless it's your birthday, then you can get fucking plastered, and then you can do your show and host it to see how it's it like three hours of like it's my birthday. Pretty yeah. much, everyone look at me right now. It's my birthday. Let me see. I can do this. I can be drunk. I can do this. Let me see my heel. Where's my heel? Where's my goddamn heel? I'm not wearing them. Yeah, I'm taking the goddamn heel off. Taking my duct tape off too. Want to see a windmill, little girl? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, here's another question for yeah. you. You got Bianca, Rolodex of Hate. Okay. You got Violet Chachki with like her crazy acrobatics thing. Yeah. Uh, you got Alaska with her like in your face, just raunch kind of thing. Is there something that you would use or that um, that would say that's kind of like fits Jessica's image or like an overlying theme of your drag? Of like how I describe her? I always yeah. describe her. She's different things, but I've all the longest one is the chameleon of drag, is what I've said. Is that I have the ability to go into different spaces, and I guess that is with my hosting as well. Uh, and to put on the show, like when you go to Texas, they hate most of the shows in Texas that I've done hate comedy drag of all kinds. They want to see you glitzed up, yeah. fishy, pageant, and so I can play that role if I needed to. And I have the songs in my back pocket just as much as I have a nasty song or a scary song or a Broadway or an impersonation or anything like that. Same thing with with I, when I'm uh, hosting a show. It's an all-ages show. Every bad thing is completely shut off in my brain and I'm strictly Miss Jessica. And I don't swear, I don't cuss, I don't do any innuendos. Um, I just I host the show as a role model. And then when I leave that and I do a bar show, uh, depending on the bar show, like Mary's, there are certain things you can't get away with saying in the same way because of the crowd that's not used to it. You still can say it. Obviously, it's your show. But yeah. it doesn't work as good as if you were to go to X bar and talk like yeah. that. Like, they don't want to hear you host a show. They want to party. You don't really get as much time on the mic. There's different situations yeah. for it. Why can't you say it, Mary's? Uh, I, I don't, I mean, it's probably the same things. I'm a Your stickler, burgers suck. I'm a stickler for any host. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Get out. Get out. <laughs> um, I, I'm a stickler. I really don't even touch on jokingly anything about rape, date rape, molestation, things like that. Mm. There are some queens that'll play the, oh, if you're roofing my drink, you can take me home. And I think it's completely inappropriate. I think that there's just too much, it's too much of an issue to make light of in a bar setting. Um, Especially nowadays, there's such a like it's, it's such a hot issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna be funny and you're gonna be cutting edge, like find a, another issue that's kind of fallen on the wayside. Yeah. Is what I always say because I mean, 
10 years ago, like, look at Natasha Leggero, where she talks about, like, isn't it me or is it my, is it me or is it just, like, my ugliest friend's always the one that's afraid of getting raped? And that's her most favorite joke, or her most famous joke and what made her famous. Yeah. And so, like, nowadays, she doesn't do the joke anymore, or if she does do it, it's in smaller venues and not on her specials, because she's like, well, it's 2019, yeah, Yeah. me too, everything that's happened, you can't do that stuff anymore. I just don't think, yeah, so there's that, I don't really touch on weight as much uh, in in, in the ways that point out what could be potentially insecure, like, I just don't touch on a lot of weight or eating disorder things yeah like oh you look like you throw up there's a queen that i was in idaho and that's her whole shtick was on bulimia and anorexia and i was i could see that in idaho yeah like (laughs) call someone a big girl big titties you can say oh you're a tall man you got a fat dick something like that yeah that's different than in my head at least it's different and then suicide's the other thing i won't touch on right when i'm like as a joke well, and see, that's the whole thing that like was really disappointing when we first started, and it was a slow start for us because when I started getting those Instagram followers, yeah. or them sending me messages, like I agree, I wish I was dead too, and I'm like, would you read the goddamn like like the description? Of yeah, this and so like so then I was like, wait, I could take a negative and turn it into a positive because one thing that we can all agree on, there's been parts where we've been so embarrassed in our life where you're like, oh god, I could just die. Or I wish I was dead. But it's figuratively. I'm not going to shoot myself because my pants fell down at a black tie, you know, affair or something. They fell down on purpose because I was trying to get late. But no, no. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's like you've been so embarrassed before. I I said the word dildo in front of a sales presentation with a bunch of builders before. I wish I was dead right then in that moment because I could see my customer that I'm doing it for doing like this, like knife across the throat and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you can kill me now. But like... That was the whole like premise of this show, and it, it was just really discouraging at first. Where I was like, "Wow, I've really opened this up to like that kind of that it's segment." So, it's a different conversation. And then that's when I was like, "Suicide Prevention Hotline." Maybe this could be an opportunity where we start off the show, we end the show, we have it in the middle, depending on whatever the episode is, where it like pops in their head and they listen to it and they're like, "Oh, okay, well maybe I'll just call this number real quick." Yeah. You know, or I say something completely inappropriate and stupid, and they kind of make a smirk, and then they call the number, and they're like, oh, "Okay." So, like, that's the way we're taking it now. Yeah. But it took us, what, three months to figure that out. Yeah. It was really hard, too, because we started it, and then I stopped it. Yeah. You know? And then some people were like, oh, change the name. And other people were like, no, I love the name. It really works. And now they remember it. people use. And now they remember it. Yeah. And they're like, the the dark part of it, like, you can mix the two and make it something solid. But if you haven't listened to it, and if you listened to the last episode, the Gigi Allen episode, that doesn't really necessarily fit within our parameters as much either because it's so horrible. But we do, <laughs> <laughs> we do good, we do bad, we do yes. it all. That's fine. No. Yeah. So, I mean, like you say, you're the chameleon of drag. Um, we're kind of like the fuck-ups of comedy. <laughs> okay. So we go after okay. every comic issue and we're just like, let's address this one right now yeah. <laughs> and see who we can piss off here. <laughs> um but we focus on the easily offended, and um, yeah. we call on the trolls. Like every episode, I want to troll to like send me an email, like comment something on. So the, that we can uh, bring it up on the next show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can so I can talk about it the next show or this one I can, comments from. <laughs> yes. Or I can sit down for a day, like I said earlier, and write out my comic or my 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 comment or response to them. Mm-hmm. So I can really focus on it and try to make it as funny as possible to just kind of. Rather than take something negative and be butthurt about it, unless it's racist or it's like, you know, homophobic or something like that, then I ain't got time for that. Yeah. You lazy ass troll. 
Pretty much. I want someone that works hard at it. So uh, if you're gonna insult me, I want to uh, stand up and bow and then give you my rebuttal to it. I want to feel like you're invested into this trolling. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> We're all on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy with com- same thing. With comments. You just have to choose which ones. Work on your hate for us, okay? Yes, yeah. Pay attention to it. And with that. Since we didn't start with it, we'll end with it. <laughs> um, if you are thinking about committing suicide or having suicidal thoughts, please call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or call, call a family member, call a friend, um, you're wanted. And um, I'd just like to thank Jessica Lahore thank for being so on much. here thank so you. much. And um, I can't wait till we can um, get some skits written down and throw them your way and see yeah. if you'd like to be our little divine. I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and it's been, it's totally been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. We're huge fans. And um, this has been like probably the highlight of the show so yeah. far. Oh, cool. So, thank you. Yeah. So thanks so much. Yeah.